This DJ Shab, the hottest DJ in the South right now, and you are now tuned in to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down, down, down. This week's episode of Tia vs. Fancy Cash is sponsored by Guap Apparel. That's G-W-A-P, Apparel, A-P-P-A-R-E-L. This is not your average custom clothing company. What you see is what they offer. Everything is professionally printed on quality products. And most of all, the items are exclusive. So it's usually one in every size unless it's like a signature series print. I purchased a jogger set from them. It's probably too hot for me to wear it now. So I have to wait till next winter to wear it. But I had to get it. It was it's it's everything, y'all. Y'all have to definitely check them out on Instagram at G-W-A-P-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Or hit them up on Facebook at Guap Inc. That's G-W-A-I-N-C. So check them out. Support your local black businesses, your Florida businesses. Like, don't sleep on them. They up and coming and I support them 100%. Welcome back to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. I feel like it has been forever, like way too long. And of course, if I took back with something bigger and better, and I couldn't do this show without, you know, my unofficial co-host, Mr. Zimbabwe himself. Ooh la la, ooh la la. <laughs> Tom Diamond. Ooh la la. Wakanda. Wakanda forever. <laughs> What's so up? how has Africa been treating you? Listen, man, not in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something like Africa. Though. Nah, it's it's good. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's hot as hell over here, but yeah. Yeah, all it's always the pastor's kids. Wow, it's gonna start Why did you pay so like that? Okay, okay, okay. It's been a while. I owe you that. I owe them this. Oh, it's going to be like that. What's going on with you though? How's Jack Jack and Kill? Nothing is going on in Jack. It's way too hot. Um, it's I don't I don't know. Life has been happening. I took some time off, you know, to just enjoy life and figure life out. And life is still happening. So let me tell you about the highlight of my week last week and how good God is. I was like That's rushing right. home from work. <laughs> I was rushing home from work, like literally running out the door, thinking when I clock out, for some reason, it was going to call me back. I was speeding down Beaver Street, like speeding. And it, I never see officers down that street. No one, officers are always on that street, but I never run into them that time um, of day. I was, um, I had to be doing like maybe 70. Instead of the officer pulling me over, you know, the officer mouthed off to me, slow down and kept going. Ain't God oh, good. Yeah, you can praise him for that. <laughs> Ain't God good. Because look, <laughs> I know he should have pulled me over and been running my tag. And I'm riding dirty right now, too. Because I know I had left my wallet home, so I didn't have my license that day. Yeah. But that was it. That was just the highlight of my weekend. I wanted to share that with y'all. Because God is good, okay? You have to you have to celebrate the small wins and praise him for everything you do in your life. Because that could have been like a 200 something dollars ticket. And my taxes are gone. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Tax season over. 
No, that's def- that's definitely yeah. a win. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think. I got a praise report I can announce before we can get started. I'm yeah. trying to think. Yeah, it's for the church announcement. Uh, I mean, it, it's been just so good to me. You've been keeping me out here in a foreign land. You know, I had. Uh, well, how the foreign women, the foreign food update us? Let us know because some of us can't get past Lackawanna and Grand That Park. is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the women, the women here are a lot different. And I, I mean, and it's crazy because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not involved with any of them. But they are very, for the record. record, yeah. They are very rich in spirit. And I've been reflecting on that these last couple of months about how rich in spirit these people are. They don't have anything. They don't have a lot of money. They don't have, you know, they don't have a lot of stuff. Sometimes people, like, just, I mean, they have flip-flops. They don't really have shoes. But they're very rich in spirit. They're real happy. They're big on family and stuff like that. And they don't care anything about money. You know what I'm saying? And so they, they their life is a lot more happy. And I think we should really take a page out of their book. You know what I'm saying? Well, we just so focused. Everything is kind of focused on getting money and making money. And they like, they don't have it. And they cool with it. You know, they go to the beach and they, you know, relax. And yeah. It's crazy that you say that because... Um, although I've been, you know, missing in action with this podcast, and I want to say thank you to everybody that's been holding me down. Literally every week, every day, I get an inbox on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Black people meet my space, Bebo, um, 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 just anywhere, everywhere that y'all can send me a message. Y'all are like keeping me encouraged, or just asking, you know, where you been, where the podcast at, why haven't you been recording? Like my my, they don't they don't, you know, they don't know that you went to jail. <laughs> I'm always able to say that. Love that. Love that. I'm sorry. Can you please shut up? That's not funny. I did not go to jail. My my whole family are the police. I I don't do jail. <laughs> I don't do jail. All right, keep going. But stop playing. But seriously, y'all have really held it down for me. And literally, since like I stopped recording, I was probably at like maybe like fifty mm, something k listeners. I'm at a hundred k. So somewhere, somehow, like y'all have been holding me down and still sharing the message or sharing the word or letting people, you know, spreading the word about my show and well, me and Tom's show. <laughs> and, then, no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my, 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 my ratings have went up, my view, my listeners have went up and that's like amazing because even when I, you know, was absent, I was still present. And that's a really good feeling to know that I did something right, you know, when before the break, before my sabbatical, before my hiatus, whatever you call it, however you say it, because I don't know how to spell it, but yeah, yeah that, just it call just it sound time. like a big word that I want to use. That's what they call it. You I had to do some time. I had to do some time. Okay. We're going to, whatever time we say, if he said I did time, I did time, y'all. But um, yeah, back to what I was saying. So it's been on my heart to kind of like talk about that because like I was talking about my job and racing from my job, I never really had a job before that I hated. And I don't like my job, but this is not about my job. It's really about, you know, how some people, you know, they embrace what they have. Um, they they take, you know what I'm saying, what they have and, and make the most out of it. And just like a life journey. So I'm I'm turning 25 on May 11th. And the title of this episode is called Midlife Crisis. And it's really just for me and time to reflect on life where we thought we would be versus where we are now and like the different roadblocks, you know what I'm saying, that we face to get where we're going and let people know like it's okay to take a detour. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to start over 
you know, you don't have to, it's not a rush. It's a marathon. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you was going to like do some gang signs and bird calls and stuff. That's why I'm okay that. Them boys come clip you. I don't play with that. <laughs> okay. But um, on a serious note, though, well, that was serious, but seriously, like back to um, the purpose of the episode, I want to talk about like, you know, what we thought we would be. So, Tom, how old are you? Are you like 45? Yeah, I'm turning 45. You know what I'm saying? It's so now I'm 27. You know what I'm okay, 27. And I'll be 25 May 11th. Yeah. Woo woo. Hey, I'm an OG. Okay. All right. Turn up. But um, where did you think you would be at 27? That's crazy because I don't I don't know. That's I, that's really I didn't know. I knew I didn't think I would be here at all. I think that I would have been a lot more established. I know it sounds real soft, but I thought I'd be married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, that's who would marry you? You have to throw yeah. something. You, you don't meet the height requirement. Yeah. No, you wanna know what's funny? I went to this birthday dinner and I ain't, I ain't going to sidetrack. Went to this birthday dinner with one of my classmates. And, you know, she was taking pictures at the end. And she took a picture of me and she's she like, she like, uh, squatted. I was like, you don't tighten up, my nigga. You got me, <laughs> got me bent. What's your problem here? You got to show love to the little people. What? I'll tell you that what it is. You got to tighten up. But no, nah, but I don't know. I, I didn't think I would be here, especially. I definitely didn't think I'd be living out in the country and stuff like that. Um, I thought that I would be established in a career. Um, I guess you could say, looking at it, maybe like when I was 20, 21, I thought that I would, you know, because I was in, I was at FAMU pharmacy program. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, that didn't work, or that didn't work out. I mean, I got kicked out. <laughs> I mean, there ain't that much work to do. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> keep, keep it real. real. That's why yeah. you love us. Keep it real. Keep yeah, it wasn't the work. They didn't work. They kicked me out. And, and the crazy thing was, <laughs> Um, I had just like got accepted, and um, and I never forget. I actually thought about this. It's crazy we doing this episode now because I thought about this last week. Like, wow, God, look kind of where you got me now. Because I remember being at like an all time low moment at about the age of I was twenty two when they kicked me out of pharmacy school, and um, I was I remember my dad and a former board of trustee member um, went to fam, came up to FAMU with me to talk to the dean of pharmacy to get me back in school. And he was not going. He was like, nope, nope, nope. And they was like, is there anything he can do? Nope. And then so his exact words was, no, he's done. And there's nothing that can be done. Isn't that depressing when it's like you know you know all the right people and it's like you start, you know, you got the big wigs on your side, you got the best recommendation letters, and it's like that it just don't work out for you. Literally, I know a couple episodes ago, for people who have, you know, been tuned in for a while, been holding it down with T versus Fancy Cash Podcast, y'all know I talked about a job that I wanted. And um I tried for this job three years in a row. Because I had every time they suspended me from the process, I had I had I was suspended for a year. So, um, this is the job I'm I'm basically legacy on this job. Like, family works in this field, so um, I just knew I would be a shoe in with this agency. Like, my dream is you know to work in law enforcement and um and um you know go to law school, become an attorney, you know, big time judge one day, all that fancy stuff. So. I felt like, you know, my family, 
they like the oldest family that's still at the department, you know, from my mama, my granddaddy, my my daddy worked down there, my stepmama worked down there. I'm talking about they got big positions, big positions. Like I know all the right people. My godmama, like the lady who, you know, if something was to God forbid happen to my mama that would take care of me and raised me or would have raised me when I was growing up was the first black female officer for this agency. So, you know, she is a, a real black history moment. And, you know, I'm throwing her name on my resume and on my application, throwing her name out there. And them people didn't give a damn. They suspended me every time. <laughs> every time they suspended me for the smallest things. And I'm like, why won't they hire me? Why won't they hire me? I know now why it wasn't meant for me to get that job. And um, I don't feel bad about it. Like I'm not, I'm not hurt like I was, but at first you couldn't tell me I didn't deserve to have a badge on. Like you couldn't tell me I wasn't supposed to be Officer Coleman. You can't tell me I wasn't supposed to be, you know, the next superhero cop, <laughs> top cop. Like that, that was like always my life, lifelong goal. That was my dream. And I felt like, um, no matter who I knew, I mean, <laughs> I think it's that one I think it's for certain people and, and you know a lot of people listen to this and everybody's in different stages of their life. You know, certain people have to go through the hard route, you know, because mm-hmm. it's two different ways you get to well it's more than two different ways, but generally two different ways we get to things. Some people have a hard time getting to the table and some people get to the table easy. And without that process, that struggling process of getting to the table, like once you're at the table, kind of going through the process, like I never had a problem getting to the table. That's never been my story. You know what exactly. I'm saying? I never, that ain't, that's why I will never be like, oh yeah, y'all doubted me. Y'all ain't believing it. Like, chill, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's not my story. That's <laughs> yeah, like everybody, that ain't my story. My story is honestly, like, I didn't take it serious. The opportunities I had, I didn't take it serious. And so my story is I wasn't yeah. humble or I, I wasn't humble. Like, should have been. Exactly. exactly. And so when I got to when I got to this part, it took me to fail. And I and I tell people all up front, like especially now, and you was at my birthday thing, but but like um failure failure pushed me to success. You know, and, and yeah. success isn't a destination, it's a journey, we all know that. But I would I'm so glad I failed because I never thought that I could be who I am right now. You know what I'm saying? I never thought that I exactly. could be a doctor. That's, that's you know, a pharmacist, yeah, I was like, okay, I could do that. But I never thought that I could be a, a doctor. And then just seeing the, just recently, it kind of hit me like, yo, when I deal with patients, especially black patients, and the look of confidence that they have, the look of trust that they have when they see me, I'm like, yo, this is rewarding. And the money, like put the money away. Mm-hmm. Just that feeling of people looking at you and trusting you, and then and then people who are genuinely proud of like what you've been through and what you're doing. That is so rewarding. And so if you if you at a place right now, you kind of like you're failing. Trust me that you're failing for a reason. You know what I mean? And it's not you failing. It's that maybe that God is probably trying to garner you an audience and put you up so people can see that okay. I use this person and he failed at this, he failed at this, but I want to show you that, you know what I'm saying, I can still make you somebody. That was my story, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I am excited. <laughs> like, 
So I think my 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 story is it's not that people doubted me. You know, all my life I always had like a big support system. I never ever had the teacher tell me you're gonna be in jail yeah. dead one day. Like yeah, I never no, not yeah. my story. Like it, but everything wasn't handed to me. I can honestly I worked for everything I ever wanted. But I can say right now the reason why I'm you know it's it's been on my heart to do this podcast about midlife crisis is because I feel like. I never knew how to deal with rejection because I've always felt like I was good at everything. Like, if I put my mind to it, I knew I could do it. And I knew, and I used to toot my own horn, like, well, I know I worked hard for it. You can't take that from me. But I don't think I gave God the credit that he deserved for everything he was doing in my life. So he had to humble me. Like, you forgetting who did this. It wasn't exactly. just you. Um, I feel like um, I done dealt with no so many times since graduation like knows I never expected to receive it kind of humbled me in a way that I didn't know I could be humble because I thought I was humble I'm like you know I I know I'm all that in the bag of chips but I don't go around acting like it but that's just what I thought that's not how people saw me and I never understood why people used to be like oh you think you all that this then and third and I know sometimes it's like a a self-esteem thing or maybe you know people just not happy with themselves so they make up anything about you but it's really me like I had to really like step back and think why do people say this about me like I I know I'm not this bad but you know why are they saying this and I had to realize I'm not as humble as I thought I was or I wasn't as humble as I thought I was and it took for me to get at my lowest in life for me to realize like mm, okay I need to you know bring it back down to earth some because I ain't going through half the stuff these other people going through and I seem kind of boastful sometimes when I'm really, I thought everything was, you know, if I post this and post that, it's for motivational yeah. purposes, but everything has to yeah. be shared, the, the good or the bad. I don't have to share every detail of my life. And that was my goal for 2019. Like I went in thinking, oh yeah, I'm finna crush this year. This shit gonna be a big year for me. Like every time I post something, it's gonna be an award this, a new business adventure this, a new endeavor this. And I was just going to grind, grind, grind. And, you know, but I had to really take some time and learn how to really be private. And I think things started getting better for me when I learned, like, it's okay to be silent sometimes. And to just, so you what's know, the, yeah, work for what I want without making so many what's the What is the line of, you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people want to know this. What is the line of, you know, all right, like social media posting for motivational purposes for other people to see and privacy that you know that you and only your inner circle of friends get to enjoy like what's the line because you know you don't want to seem like you're boastful but you do want to motivate but at the same time you do want to be humble and be private you know what i'm saying so what's that line um so i said okay so like i'm working towards a couple things a couple goals and you know just in my personal life and i felt like you know how you make a post saying just got accepted into law school or just got accepted into med school. I think that maybe, you know, that's when people start praying against you. You know, oh, she she bragging. No, I didn't make it into school. I didn't make it here. I, I just got rejected from farm school and rejected from law school and med school. So she bragging, this, that, and the third. Like, some people see it as good, and depending on who on your timeline, some people see it as you being Yeah, people going to always take those. So I say, yeah. so I say, you know, maybe just get through your first semester your first you know um 
year or something or whatever the case may be, whatever you're doing, your new job, get through your first six months and then post. You know what? I've done this job for a year, blah, blah, and just reflect back. Like I'm I'm on a kick now where I want to reflect back. I don't want to post, you know, my good news or exciting news as soon as it happened. I'm not ready to share a lot of stuff with the world because I want to enjoy it for myself with just me and my friends in the circle and we celebrate amongst ourselves. I don't want to give the world so much of me because then I feel like I got to stay consistent. I can post all day. Yeah, I got accepted into law school. But then when I'm failing these classes, I'm not posting. When I drop out of law school and ain't going no more and I'm back working at Wendy's, I'm not posting, you know? So that's, I think that's what people. Wendy's bringing back the special nuggets, by the way. Exactly. Oh my God. And I need those spicy nuggets in my life right now. (laughs) I, I I think that my line was, uh, it really came with maturity. Because it mm-hmm. came from one being me being comfortable in myself, and two, it came from my relationship with God and realizing that okay, I want I want God to use me. Now, how how high He elevates me and how low He takes me is fine as long as He's using me. And so, like now, when I post stuff on social media, it's it's not to brag at all, and I don't ever want anybody to think like, "Wow, you really worked hard." Yeah, I did, but before I could even work hard, like God gives you the ability to do work. You know what I'm saying? And so don't mm-hmm. ever get it twisted. It's about him and not about me. Like my whole move, I mean, you, you like when I was last year and I was in Jacksonville, I had a bunch, like I was just private. That was a private event, family and friends. And I kind of told y'all. And then like when I put the pictures online, everybody was like, I didn't even know. And I was like, yeah, because I didn't want to announce it. Like I wanted God to make a create an avenue for me to if you wanted me to share it then boom you could share it you see what I'm saying like that and so yeah. I'm I do it now because of motivation for other people to see like yo if he can use me he can use anybody you know and if I did it and I failed you know what I'm saying several times like don't don't quit don't give up and you know if anybody ever that's why I always make myself available like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, mm-hmm. you need help if you need anything. You know what I'm saying? Hit my line, hit my DM because that's what that's what this is all about. And so I just feel now my social media is just so much cleaner as far as like my conscience because I'm not competing with nobody. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Social media will definitely will have you in a rush. And I think we say that like every single yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Only thing I'm competing with is the numbers in my DMs. I need them. <laughs> I need because I'm I'm just ready for you to settle down, get married, have some insurance. Because I'm no, nah, I'm not trying to do none of the above. So no, listen, you know, you know, I ain't know you. You really got a strong following, yo. I tell you that all the time because girls be like, oh yeah, I heard what you said on that podcast. You think <laughs> I don't know? I be like, uh, yeah, I said that, but damn, like, let me lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. We, we just want to joke. Yeah, joke, to joke. Yeah. So you got a girlfriend? Not? No, I don't have no girlfriend. Damn, dog. Damn. Right. So I want to talk about like how it's okay to like start over, start from scratch, and it's okay to ask for help because um, a lot of people, even even not even just in like in life or feeling like you're not where you're supposed to be at right now, you feel like you you've done everything. Matter of fact, I remember after I graduated, and I know we're probably doing an episode on post grad depression because it yeah. is real. How Shout out to everybody who graduated like said, this season, by the way. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, how after I graduated, I thought I was supposed to be the cream of the crop. Like when I got this degree, I got these, you know, you know, this, 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 um, these credentials behind my name. And my next step was law school, and none of that happened for me. And not because I didn't work for it, but I didn't work as hard as I should have. And I'm finally at the point, like, I was crushed. I was devastated. Like, I felt like I had my life on a timeline. And I had to stop living my life on a timeline because things happen. Like, um, it's not the- we can't really control. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, we can't really control, you know, what life throws us, but we got to learn how to swerve past those curveballs because I'm just not to the point where I'm actually out of that funk and that depression and I want to start back over and I want to start from scratch. And I don't have to announce that I'm starting over. It's just something that I'm doing within myself. So I'm cleaning up my space, where it be friends, relationships, um, like my job. I'm trying to find a new position at work, you know, just so I can have a, the mental mindset and, and be in the mental space to actually focus on my own personal goals. And um I, I mean I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad thing to start over once you fail. It's okay to share your failures and not be um defeated by them or not feel so small because you have failed. Because I think, like, when we look at these celebrities and people on social media, all we see is the good. Or if they do talk about their failures, it's like $10 billion later. No, I want to talk about my failures now. So when I do come up, you know, you could be proud. Like, you know, I I know her for real. Like, she did that. (laughs) We're going through this thing called life together. I'm only 24. I don't have it all together, but I'm working towards this. This, this, you know, you can say you witnessed it. You was with me shooting in the gym. Yeah, this what and this what I had to learn too. Like the timeline, people look at their timeline and they do it and they do it incorrectly. Like you look at it in chronological order, going from your birth to where you are now. And I think you should look at it from where you are now to where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like because majority of people that you know, if you listen to this podcast, you probably fall between the ages of twenty to thirty, or you know, above maybe even above thirty, thirty-five, whatever. Like, you got way more time ahead of you than you have behind you. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy, mm-hmm. this title, Midlife Crisis, but, like, 25 and it shouldn't be a midlife crisis, God forbid. It shouldn't be a midlife point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's okay to be at the bottom. Like, it's okay. Because the bottom teaches the best lessons. Like, you learn how everything works. You learn. You get to see other people make mistakes. That's why I always ask for mm-hmm. help. I always ask. Because, look, if you just starting in something, right? You're not going to have the answers, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? Right. But if you want to be the best at what it is, it's going to take time, and you have time. That's the beauty of it. And, and, that's and, and, you have, and you have time is on your side. And so don't be afraid to fail, and I don't be afraid to fail. Don't tie your failures in with your character. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the poem says, don't, get too, don't look too good or talk too wise. Like don't don't be don't be to the point where you like, yeah, I failed. I must be a failure. Like, no, nah, I just failed at this. This is and, and I failed because of this. You know what I'm saying? Like failure, failure. And I say dibble so and dabble in yeah. everything. Yeah, dibble and dabble in everything until you figure out what it is. That you, you got did. time. Like um, you, people be making it seem yeah. like, oh, you ain't touching it. You ain't touching the M. Like nobody in your circle is touching the M right now. But if you but if you want that to change in ten years. 
put in the work now. Like I got a strong circle of guys. None of us are touching, none of us are touching a meal. But we're setting ourselves up to where at 35 or whatever it can be, we'll 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 be in that, we'll be in that tax bracket. And that's totally fine. Like don't don't compete with these scammers, my nigga. I'm just playing. <laughs> exactly. No, but seriously, and I feel like a lot of who you are today and where you are in life has a lot to do with the people that you surround yourself with. Like before I went off to college, I, I didn't go to college to act brand new, like I was better than anybody, but I went to college with the mindset of I need to be around some people that are where I'm trying to be at, people to motivate me. And okay, so when I was growing up, I always felt like mm, me and me and these people, we like we cool, we friends, but we not the same. Like we not the same. Like we got different goals and stuff like that. And I need to be around people who are where I want to be at to make me feel like I'm the small fish in a big pond with all the big fish. And I went to college and I felt like that. Like I felt small. I felt like I wasn't good enough, but I needed that. I needed to be around those people because they pushed me to be where I am now. And I honestly feel like, um. When you get around those type of people, it 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 does push you harder. Like it make you want to be better. You can't be around the same people doing the same stuff if you want to like progress in life or you want to be something better. I always look at the bigger picture. Like I was walking around my job the other day, and I seen this man in a real nice suit. I love talking to older people. He was in a really really nice suit. And you know me, always rushing. I'm like I'm 24. I feel like I'm pushing 30. I, I don't have this. I don't have that. I went to school for this. I feel like I'm not using my degree. I'm just working. Yeah, the money good, but I'm still not happy. And he was like, if I can go back to 24, you know, I could, I would have done so much stuff differently, but I'm 51 and I just got my, my wife, her first house. Um, and it's, it, that, he, that house is huge. He showed me pictures of the house and he was like, I'm 51. Just imagine what you can do. You got it a 24 year, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Got double on. his time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he was like, you can still do this. Like, I feel like I have imposter syndrome where I don't, I feel like I know I have all these goals and these dreams and ambitions, but I feel like I'm not going to be good enough. So I kind of, I'm kind of scared sometimes to go for stuff thinking, oh, they're going to reject me. I don't have enough experience. I'm not, I'm not smart as these people. And it's really, they make it look good. You can put a suit on and look like you know all the answers, but really you don't know nothing. Like he's a level twenty four. He's making well over two hundred thousand doing what he do, just walking around in a nice suit. And I don't know what he does behind his desk, but when he walking around, you know, watching us and what we doing, he look like the cream of the crop. Like he got it all. I'm thinking like, well, how long did it take for you to get here? I love talking to older people. They full of so much wisdom and knowledge. I was like, well, how long did it take for you to get here? This, that, and third, blah, blah. This man told me it did not take him long. It just was a working his way up thing. He started exactly what I was. And it made me feel so much better about myself. Because talking to him, I was intimidated, so I made myself seem very, very small. But he told me in the way I talk and care myself and just my demeanor in our first conversation, he knows there's so much more out there for me and so much more bigger and he sees something in me. And I had to I had to have somebody tell me that for me to like stop dimming myself down just because I thought he was better than me because of his pay rate. And this is, and I've learned this in the medical community, but in any other facet in life and sports, everything, the people, sometimes the people who believe in you the most are the people who are ahead of you. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the people who, 
who who doubt you or tell you you can't do it are the people who ain't did it before, who, who are afraid. afraid and who under you. Like when I was when I was going on this journey and I was applying to medical medical school and stuff, like nobody, none of the doctors I talked to told me, yeah, you ain't gonna be able to do that. Or you ain't gonna be able to make it. Or nah, I think you should try something else. Everybody was like, yes, go for it. Don't stop. You got it. You can do it. I'm so proud of you. Like to this day, all my mentors who are physicians, all of them are like, man, I'm so proud of you. You doing a damn thing. And I'm like, yo, you 20 years in the game. You five years in the game. You a surgeon. You this, you that. And you believe in Yeah, me. you believe yeah, in Yeah, you go to see smile. And, and it's a thing. And it's a thing. People who told me I couldn't were people who never been to med school, people who didn't apply mm-hmm. at all, people who heard, oh, this is tough. Oh, you, you look at your grades. Look at you failed at this. You failed at that. And I'm like, y'all ain't never did this shit. And the people who have done it before and already moved ahead are telling me that I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever... Hate don't never come from the top down. It comes from the bottom up. And so when you realize that, like, hate comes from the bottom up. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you really change your focus. Like, LeBron and, and all these guys in the NBA and NFL and stuff, when, when kids are getting drafted or when kids are in college and playing basketball or football, they never like, oh, that kid ain't good. They always talk about, man, that, that, that next kid, that Zion, William, whatever his name is, he going to be special. Or this kid in high school, they, they go watch high school games. They go watch college games and be like, man, these kids going to be special. Whereas we sit at home watching college players and be like, oh, he trash. He ain't going to be. Yeah, comparing <laughs> to the LeBrons and the LeBrons are the ones. Yeah, and LeBron, you know, the one, yeah, LeBron the one like, bro, you got something special. You're going to be nice. And here mm-hmm. I am, you know what I'm saying, sorry as hell. And I'm like, oh, he trash. He ain't going to be nothing. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that just goes to show you hate comes from the bottom up. It never comes from the top down. And so don't be, if you're hearing it and it's, it's whack and it's hate, like, don't listen to it. Them people who ain't never did what you're doing, who not going to do what you're doing, or who afraid to do what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, yeah. that's just how that go. I tell my little shorties that all the time. Don't hate on me. Exactly. And you know what's so crazy? When somebody asks me, like, what's my biggest fear in life? My biggest like fear in life is fear and rejection. And I know it sounds kind of cliche, but I mean, that's really what it is. It's like, I'm scared to spread my wings and fly. Like if I really, honestly, if I really, really put some action behind all these plans I had and put all these plays in motion and stuff, I sit up here and write down a daydream about all day and just executing all these ideas. I probably would be close to him right now. I probably would be in that text bracket. I probably would act like I don't know you, Tom, to be honest. You don't, never, you don't ever think that maybe but, your fear of rejection come from like shooting your shot and guys not going for it? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I've never been rejected. <laughs> my, so you are 100% on the shot. Yeah, on the money every time. And I don't have to shoot my shot. They shoot their shot. And I, I figure out if I want to, you know, you know what I'm saying, block it. Or whatever, but um, shot of the guy. I uh, honestly, I honestly, you never what you shot, shot of the guy. No, never. I promised. I have never stepped down. I have never. Okay, so I did like tell a boy his friend was cute, but I didn't tell him to tell his friend. Like it wasn't like. Oh, I never said tell your friend he's cute. What you I just think he's gonna be like? Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, like that's what he was supposed to do. Like, oh, I thank you. Yeah, my friend is cute. I think gonna be like, hey, bro. I know, I know, we, I know, we talked about being humble, but Tom, like, I'm kind of raw. I don't <laughs> shoot myself. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm like, I'm like 70 percent from the from the field. To be okay. honest, let me just keep okay. it real. I shoot. Not yeah, not good numbers, but I don't shoot a lot of shots though. That's the thing. Okay. You know what I'm so girls shoot they shot at you. And it's no arrogance, remember, you know, being humble. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. So I'm at the age now where it's different. Women know what they want. And they ain't playing around. They like, all right. Yeah, we're not pussyfooting in 20 Yeah, they ain't playing. So they like, hey, all right, what's up? And I'm like, hey, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, I done kind of got a little shy. Like, you know, like, what you need? Not time down. I done got a little, it's, it's a different ball game. Because you playing with more on the line. You know what I'm saying? Now we got careers, we got futures. You know, you just playing. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't a you know a play play thing no more. You know what I'm saying? Well, since we're talking about character building moments and you know embracing the journey, um, what's the worst type of rejection you ever got when it came to a girl? Like you felt like you just put your all into it and it just didn't happen. Was it face to face or was it on social media where you felt like you just pulled all the stops? Like you liking pictures. You commenting, you acting interested in her, like, you know, endeavors or her. Yeah. And she just was like, broski, what's up, yo? Or <laughs> yeah, I don't never see, I don't never put myself in a friend zone. I'm friendly, but I don't never I let my mm-hmm. intentions be known off top. Like, hey, listen, you know what I'm saying? This ain't no brother, sister, you know. <laughs> like, it's what it is. What was my worst? I'm trying to think, my worst rejection. Um, I I mean, just not responding. I guess that would probably be the worst thing. Just, just okay, because you're somebody who you really thought you had. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and just didn't respond. And I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying. Oh no, 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 no! This was the funniest thing I did. This was like a year ago. Long, 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 long time ago. (laughs) It was this girl, right? And I almost kind of want to read it, but I don't, I forgot her name. And she was like, um, she was going to church, and I had, and I had mm. comment on the DM. I say, uh, I say, I say, um, are you going? Are you going to church? She said, Yeah. I said, That's good. I said, You need to go ahead and pray that the Lord can put us together, like that or mm. something. And and she hit me back with a line that was so smooth. She said, um. Now I'm gonna just ask the Lord, He can take care of you wherever you at. I said, Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. She asked with the Draco, ladies, if you're listening, your your soulmate is not in the church because you see what church guys do. You see how they act. <laughs> they as thick as a can. Oh, she just hit me back. I was like, Dang. It wasn't nothing I could say. I was like, Dang. She's like, I'm just asking He can take care of you wherever you are. I was like, hey, the Christian, the Christian rejection. Mm-hmm. She was real nice with it. I need to get like her in my um comebacks because I just don't respond to DMs. I just leave them right there where they at. The problem. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of responding, why you don't respond? See now if you now if you don't respond and that man glow up, then what? Hey big head. Nah. <laughs> nah. See? But if I didn't respond. Okay, so I'm a type of person. I I'm a face to face 
type of type of person. I want you to step down when you see me in public. Um, I don't really want to do social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't want to do social media. I really don't like interacting with strangers. I mean, I'm I'm a friendly person. I interact with strangers every day, all day. But I don't want to meet the love of my life on social media. I'm not saying I'm against it because that are, that are, that's some people love stories. I see it on Twitter blow up all the time. But me personally, I just feel safer knowing that, dang, you know, I know this dude. We done seen each other around a couple of times and we're going to try to make it work. But my what biggest are you catching fear guys is at? being that one girl. I don't want to be that girl that meet a serial, serial killer. I, I feel like I feel like social media is 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 clumped off. You know what I'm saying? And so like for instance, my my clump of social media is black colleges, of course, fam you, people that went to school, people who you know what I'm saying? Like black Twitter is my I follow too many hood books. You should know that. Hey no, this ain't what it is. You should know. So I don't respond to them because you know I'm out of your league. And I said it in the most humble way, but I'm out of your league. See how he just that fast you just tempted back into being unhumble. <laughs> no, you 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 cannot spoil me and take care of me selling nickel and dime bags when I got a whole degree <laughs> and I'm working towards one of law school. This is not power. I don't want to be ghost and Tasha. Like that's not my life. That's not my life. <sighs> that's not what I want with myself. And I think I have a good uh, a strong spirit of discernment. It's been it, I've been I've been doing good. I have not ran to anybody that has ruined my life as of yet. Now, since we're talking about, I since we talking about midlife crisis, right? And a lot of us are just getting to entry level jobs and or just starting their careers, right? I want to know. I see. Well, still looking for jobs, trying to figure out what. That's true. Next. That's true. Now, how do you address the far as dating aspect of somebody who has already established what they're doing and somebody who hasn't established? what they doing well now that is oh my god i dated somebody who was what seemed to be established like he had his own everything and i felt like a small fish in a big pond i didn't think i was good enough i felt like a trophy girlfriend like okay yeah you could tell your co-workers and homeboys like i got a degree you know i do this i do that like i'm a you know a quotation marks influencer and all that and i have you know ambitions and I have goals and dreams but it's nothing compared to what he was doing and it was honestly intimidating and but I guess I can say because that was my first rodeo next time I probably if I was to date somebody like that I wouldn't feel so small or little or so intimidated but I guess my first time in that position where I wasn't the one that had it all together and I was the one kind of like trying to find myself while he had it all and he was kind of like it's okay, baby. You don't gotta do this, and you gotta do that, or take your time, or you know, I work hard for us, and this, that, and the third. Uh-huh. It was comforting. It Why was comforting, but like it wasn't get another one. Like you get, you get replace you. Yeah, mm. I felt I felt replaceable, and I've never felt okay. replaceable in a relationship. I've always felt irreplaceable. Mm. Damn. Yeah. So what you think about what you think about so, it? So like, I asked that question because I seen something on Twitter, and it was like, it was like, it was like Keith and Kim. Keith makes $44,000. You seen that? And it was like, Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are they stupid for being together? Is she stupid for being with him? I don't think so. I mean, because we all got to start from somewhere. And I have loved a couple broke-ass niggas in my day. Now, would I go back to dating broke niggas and loving them for themselves? No. I got, I, I you know, bills. A life. A lifestyle. Damn, like, damn. No. I always advocate for the broke niggas. 
but I, but I'm, but I can't, I can't, I can't make, I can't, I can't say that in a humble way, or I don't know a nice way to say it, because I know what I do for myself, and I also know the type of dudes that I've dated. And once you have dealt with something, you're not gonna want to go back to, you know, what you, what you know, what I'm saying? you don't want to go so back to. It. Like you're not. Now, if I said the same rate. thing about a woman, I'm wrong. No, not really. Because if you dated a natural woman and then the Bonquisha walk up with a wig and weed right. and you, you know don't like wigs and weed, you can go to a hippie garden and find you. Yeah, don't say no hippie garden. No, nah, you know how I feel about wigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you choose to never date another woman that wears wigs, that's on you. You can always go to, go to your campus and proud and look for you a natural woman. You know, follow you some natural women Facebook groups. You do whatever you got to do. I I'd rather you not have a job than have a wig. Boy hush. Boy hush. Don't put that muff on your hair. What we going? What we, what you what you got going on? Nah, you know how I feel about wigs. You need to humble yourself. This is the thing. I got small requests. I don't care for young lady. I don't care what you make. As long as you have a good character and you love God, I'm with it. But if you and don't wear, but if you wear wigs, you can cancel Christmas. You can be a millionaire. Wow, Tom, you're so shallow. That's shallow. I just told you, you can you can do whatever as long as you you can do whatever you want to do career wise, whatever your dream is. I will support it. Tom, I'm wrapping up the show. I'm, do I'm not slap that wig on your head. I don't care if it's I'm blue, if show. it's a cap. He, he going on his wig ring. I want to. Oh, do not slap that wig on your head. I want to be done. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. I have missed you all. Once again, to all my new listeners, I appreciate you all for tuning in. Thank you to the people who have held me down and spread the word. I know y'all have been waiting for so long. You can definitely hit me up with some feedback on my social media handles at Tia versus Fancy Cash. You know, leave a comment, rate, review, questions, concerns. Give me some show topic ideas, what you want to hear, what you're going through, what you want me and Tom to touch on. Um... And yeah, anything you want to say, Tom, before we close out? I just want to, one more thing about the wigs. If you got on a wig right now and you catch me out after this podcast, I don't want to talk about it. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Because people get real hostile about their wigs. <laughs> I know I do. I, I'm ready to put a wig back on because this Levi is no joke. Social media handle, yeah. I am Tom Diamond, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I don't got Facebook no more because, you know, it's, I'm full. Full. <gasps> But oh, another thing was now this is a free business venture. I'm serious about this though. Now, as much as I don't like wigs, I was having a conversation with my daddy and my homeboy, and we ain't gonna do it. I, we ain't gonna do it, so I'm gonna give it away because I wanted to be done. You know what I'm saying? I was rent a wig. Remember I told you about that? Rent a wig. Yes. Somebody to rent a wig. Y'all laughing at it, but whoever do it, they're gonna be a millionaire. Rent rent a wig. Start renting wigs out. And then yeah, you can do it. You can, I just gave you the idea. You can build a framework for that. Rent a wig. And and we want a percent. We want a percentage if you take this idea and run with it and if you listen to the podcast all the way through. So, until next time, guys. Yo.